0: What's up, people? It's your girl, Asia, and welcome to the Me Oh My podcast. This podcast is all about me being on the journey to becoming a healthier me. Topics about mental health, love and relationships, what's popping in today's society, and just everyday struggles will be discussed each week. The journey to a healthier me won't be easy, but each week I plan on unpacking more baggage. So stay tuned. We got some healing to do. This is the Meet Oh My podcast. Peace. What is up, people? Y'all already know who it is. It's your grandma Asia. Welcome back to the Meo My Podcast. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? It is this lovely Sunday, April twenty fourth. Um, my week was okay, y'all. Like I talked to y'all last week about me moving into my apartment. So it's been like a week since I've been in my apartment. I'm currently in Alaska right now, but um, yeah, just the moving in process, getting you know, accustomed to the neighborhood, the environment, my neighbors you know, that type of thing, um, I'm currently in Alaska right now with my hubby, um, my hubby, (laughs) with my boyfriend, we, he's getting accustomed here, because he's stationed here, um, what did we do this week, we went to a nice Chinese restaurant, y'all, yesterday, it was so good, oh my god, it was so good, like, I love Chinese food, like, I'm a sucker for some Chinese, like, some beef and broccoli, some, uh, fried rice, like, some teriyaki chicken, like, you know, all of that, and, like, that restaurant was, like, so good, like, everything about it was, like, I loved it, only thing is, it was, like, super packed, and, like, just busy, 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 like, just packed with people 24-7, like, you know, that type of thing, but, like, customer service was well, it was called Pagoda, um, here in Fairbanks, Alaska, it was great, and I got some leftovers, and I can't wait to eat them, um, so from let's get started with my media minute i chose these two threads off of twitter which cracks me up every time because twitter is my go-to but this thread was so funny to me it was i don't know if y'all anybody seen the video of the flamingos who were getting like escorted throughout the zoo or whatever they had like bodyguards or something like that <laughs> but the thread <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm dealing with some um, chest problems right now, so if y'all hear me like sounding like I'm wheezing or like coughing nonstop, it's because my chest is so tight and I feel like my airways are closed. But yeah, so it was a thread on Twitter that talked about the flamingos, and the these flamingos. I don't I don't know if people actually seen the video or not, but I'm pretty sure everybody did. These fucking flamingos was out here walking around, like strutting through the fucking zoo like they was like. King Kumbaya. I don't fucking know. And the thread, y'all. So, somebody gonna say flamingos smell like... smell so damn nasty looking bougie, but smell like a nuclear bomb full of shit the minute you get close to them. (laughs) Mind you, I never not once realized that. Like, I've been close to flamingos, but I've never been that close to, like, smell what they smell like. Um... Another one said, Yes, they're mean as fuck. I was in a fit with them at the zoo and one pecked the fuck out of my neck. <laughs> I never got pecked by no bird before, but I just feel like that's ridiculous. Somebody else gonna say, Not even top five birds for them acting like nasty as bitches. Nasty as bad bitches. <laughs> Somebody gonna say, They got they, they just got they pretty color and it's not even natural. But y'all, I never realized that flamingos, that color is not their natural color. Like, look at the thread let me go to the thread so they talked about how um they get their color is actually like a like a like a dull gray it's like a really like grayish color and they get their color the pink color from the food that they eat which I never knew that like I learn something every day I swear I never knew that so they're not actually pink but that is a nice color I feel like they're born with that really they're born with a really ugly color into like grow into like a the food that they eat makes them the color that they are which is i think it's very interesting i never knew that um but oh <sighs> like so tired i never knew that flamingos was that way like i've never been that close to a flamingo honestly and this is so random for me to pick this as my media minute um but i've never been that close to a flamingo for me to like realize that they're like mean nasty smelling creature creatures like I don't know. I always thought flamingos was, like, pretty and, like, pink and, like, you know, like, these, I don't know. I don't know. When you think of flamingo, you don't think of them as mean and, like, smelly. You think of them as, like, I don't know, nice animals. And I don't know. I probably got that facade from, like, I don't know, being a kid and, like, people talking about animals. You're like, oh, a flamingo, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, so the next thread that i t- seen from Twitter ironically it was about twins right and i found it funny because people don't know i am a twin i'm a fraternal twin though um but we're twins uh i'm older by two minutes yeah so the this thread so it started off with this guy saying there's a guy at the gym that i frankly thought was possessed schizophrenic or something some days he'd be super friendly other days he'd be cool like he never met me found out he's an identical twin this is funny because I've met twins, right, and I don't think I've ever been close to twins to where like I knew one but didn't know the other. Because I don't know, I just know twins. But oh, well, actually, I just I'm like, so I had a I had a classmate at Bullock who was a twin, and I knew him, but I didn't know his twin, but I knew he was a twin. <gasps> um, I knew him, but I didn't know his twin. But I knew that he was a twin, and I always would ask him questions about, like, you know, does him and his brother switch places, because they look exactly alike. And what's weird is, like, I always, and when I actually know identical twins, I start to know the difference in, like, who's who. But if I don't know them, I won't be able to know the difference. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm pretty sure it makes sense. Um, So he's at the gym. The thread is about him at the gym always seeing one twin and he's really close like friends with the other twin not really friends but you know like they speak they're nice and then the other day he'll see his other he'll see the the identical twin the other one and the other twin probably just look at him like who the fuck are you which is weird because like he probably should mention that to the guy I feel like twins if you are if you are identical twin and you know that people get you and your twin mixed up I think that's, that's something that you should like you know announce when you see people like um do you think I'm like my brother or something like I don't know that's something I would do but I'm a twin and I hope to have twins I have a little brother and sister who are twins twins run on my dad's side of the family so I'm praying that I get twins because if I have twins I ain't have no more kids um but my thing is y'all if I have twins I don't want them to look like Isaiah because Isaiah's Isaiah right and I don't want twins to come out. Up- looking like Isaiah, because Isaiah already gets on my nerves, so to have two other kids look exactly like him, get on, that's just already gonna get on my nerves, they probably won't act like him, but I'm pretty sure one of them will, so I got two twins, plus Isaiah, that's triple the trouble for me, that I just don't feel like I want to (laughs) endure, so baby, baby, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, but we, I want twins, right, but if they come out looking like you, Y'all are going to move into your own apartment and live a happy ever life. And we'll do like, you know, the co-parenting thing where I come pick them up and, you know, that type of thing. Because I refuse to have two Isaiahs on top of Isaiah. Okay. If you know, then you know. Anyways, sidetracked. So, uh, part of the thread actually was another story about somebody. And I thought this one I needed to share with y'all because I cracked up at this. So this is what it says. When I was about nine years old, I accompanied my father to the funeral of a friend of his, someone who I didn't even know. When we got there, I stayed in a corner waiting for the time to pass. Then a man approached me and said, enjoy life, son. Be happy because time flies and look at me now. I didn't enjoy it. Then he passed his hand over my head and left. My father, before leaving, forced me to say goodbye to the dead person, which seemed weird because, like, if you don't even know, why is your dad forcing you to say bye? Anyways, when I looked in the coffin, I was horrified to see that the man in the coffin was the same man who had spoken to me. I was so traumatized I couldn't even sleep properly. I had terrible nightmares. I was terrified of being alone. I couldn't sleep without a nightlight for many years. I saw many psychologists, Endured many term or throughout my adolescent years, I got better as I aged, but I would still occasionally wake up screaming in fear, which seems weird. Like wakes up, I mean, people. I'm, you know what? I'm not gonna say that because I'm pretty sure it's people who wake up in fear, but I, I don't think I will ever scream. Um, yeah. Years later, I discovered something incredible that changed my life. The dead bastard had a twin. <laughs> so. <laughs> my god my chest is so closed up right now so you go you're nine years old you go to a funeral that you don't even know your dad just told you tells you that you should go you get there you'd never go up to the casket but you see a person the dead person's twin come up to you telling you to enjoy life because you look like a sad ass puppy in the corner cool you finally go up to the casket and see that same identical-ass twin in the casket dead. At nine, I probably would have been traumatized, too, because, like, what the fuck? I just seen you dead, but now you're walking past me? That's weird. That's weird. But what, what's weirder to me is that the dad said, go walk past and say goodbye. I don't even fucking know this person. Like, what? <laughs> I'm cracking up with the fact that, first of all, he said the dead bastard. Why the man gotta be a dead bastard? Because because he ain't tell you he had a twin? And what cracked me up is that the fact that the guy who was the identical twin probably didn't even realize that the little boy didn't know that he was a twin. So he walked past casually, probably trying to spread some positivity. C- congrats to him for that. Thank you, sir, for trying to spread pos- positivity. But for the nine year old, I feel fucking bad because he didn't even realize that guy had a twin. You go up to the casket and see him dead That's mad weird. Like, what? I wouldn't even know what to do in that situation. Like, I would just be thinking in my head, like, huh? Am I fucking crazy? That's weird. I would honestly be like that. I just seen that man. Like, he's, like, dead. But I seen him walk past me. And his dad would probably be like, yeah, he's a twin. So you probably seen his twin brother. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have carried that throughout my whole life, I feel like. I don't know. That's just weird. Um, Another part of the... There was another part of the thread that somebody talked about how this person, the boy or the girl, whoever it was, was not like young. It was like 10, 11, 12, 13, around that age. And their grandfather died, and they never knew that the grandfather had an identical twin. So they went to the funeral, saw the grandfather in the casket dead. Then they go to the repast, and they see the identical twin, the grandpa's identical twin, in the kitchen eating a brownie. So the. 13, 12 year old looking like, how the fuck is my grandpa here if I just see him in a funeral in a casket? And to me, that's weird because how don't you know your grandpa has a twin? I mean, I don't know that. I'm at thirteen, you should be fully aware of what twins are. That's number one, and you should know. Speaking of twin, my twin is calling me. I'll call it back. Um. But I just think it's weird, you know? I don't know. It was funny to me, but I just think it was weird. All right, so let's move on because we linger in. Uh, we're going to get into the actual episode. So I named it Generational Curses, right? And I got inspired from another podcast um, that just briefly, like, they talked about it a little bit. But I was, of course, I love, I don't know if anybody listens to Sarah Jake J. Roberts, um, Jake Roberts' daughter or whatever. She I like I like her sir. I like her sermons. I like her her videos that she put out on like YouTube talking to, and one of hers is about um like multiplying. It's about like breaking generational curses and like you know multiplying what what you already have. That makes sense. Um so this week I decided to talk about gener- generational curses because I feel like I've dealt with a lot of that throughout these last few I would say like a year or two, just breaking curses within my family, right? Like first grandchild to go to college. Um, I think I'm the first grandchild to go into the military. I don't really know anybody in my family who was prior like military. If it was, it was probably like older people from like back in the day. Um, But, you know, just somebody who like went through ROTC, has been in the military active duty life that type of thing just breaking curses in my family that has never been broke before um and it's been hard I would say I I don't know if anybody else is I'm pretty sure a lot of people have been breaking generational curses in our family and honestly kudos to you a round of applause because that shit is not easy at all um you have so many people who look up to you in a family because of what you're doing um within the family right like My little sister, she came up to me. I forgot how long ago it was, but she was just saying how, like, you know, she was proud that I was, like, doing something, you know, like, the first, I was her, I'm her older sibling, right, but the first one on our dad's side to to go to college, to get a degree, to go into the military, to be an officer in the military, that type of thing. And a part of me was so happy, but another part of me just felt so sad. And I was only sad because... I have to do it for her if I can't give up if I give up it'll just make me you know like she's looking she's looking up to me so I can't let her down and like it sucks when you're the person in your family like breaking these curses because you have so many people looking up to you but people don't really know know how it feels I would say like they don't really like ask you are you okay you know like I had, like, a family member, like, text me, like, asking me for money, right? And I don't know if it's because they because I keep myself, like, you know, I'm clean and I make sure I I, I make myself look presentable and I have a place and I have a car and I have, you know, I have things. But that does not mean I'm not broke. And one thing I can't stand is when my family members, like, some of my family members, and not to bash or anything, but, like, I do have family members who will text me and be like, you know, cuz, I mean, can you please send me a few dollars? I'm just like, I'm just as broke as you. Just because I have my head on straight, I have a career, does not mean I'm not just as broke. Like, I'm just as broke as you. And what kills me is, like, they, they're they always like, oh, congrats. Like, I'm so proud of you. The family's so proud of you. We all so proud. But nobody ever calls and asks me, am I okay? Nobody ever calls and says, you know, how you doing? Do you need anything, right? But they call and they ask me for things. As a person who's breaking these curses in the family, people start to look at you they start to see you higher which is not a bad thing I really appreciate how high my family puts me up there on the pedestal stool like you know like they, they ask they tell like the younger siblings you know talk to your older cousin because she did this she did that you know she went through college she did this she made it but it's annoying that they don't ever ask you know how are you how are you feeling and it sucks and for anybody who's dealing with that who's been breaking those curses in your family who's about to graduate who's about to I don't know do something beneficial with your life and just you know move forward than what your family has already been doing congrats and I'm I'm sorry that you're feeling that way because I know I'm, I'm not the only person who's felt that way um it's, it's it's annoying another thing is just being positive during the the course of you breaking that curse right like college I Like I said, I'm the only grandchild on my mom and my dad's side, I think, to graduate college. I'm pretty sure I am. And it's just, it was hard. College was so fucking hard. Like, mentally, like, it was already tough within, like, you know, taking classes and being an ROTC and trying to, you know, stay active in, like, sports and, like, do different things. That was already a struggle, right? But then on top of that... I got to be positive for my family, and I got to continue to move forward for my family because I have to be the one to break this curse. I have to be the one to say that we can do it in our family. It, it has been done. I have done it, that type of thing. And it just sucks having to be positive in these situations because, like I said, they don't come and reach out to you and be like, are you okay? Hey, cuz, how you feeling? You know, like that type of thing. And it's annoying that, like, I always see, like, my family... They'd be the first to brag about me, right? First to brag about what I've done and, you know, like, oh, yeah, you saw my agent, my Asia did this, go cuz, I'm proud of you, that type of thing. But y'all didn't reach out to me when I was going through the course of it, when I was going through college, before I even broke that curse, before I even did the next step in my life or, you know, the next trial. And it's annoying. Like, I just can't express how annoying it is to me. Um, it also, I've also developed a high, a high, 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 high like feeling for anxiety and it sucks because I've always dealt with anxiety. I got anxiety. I think like freshman, like freshman year in college, I started to do anxiety and it was really bad to where like I couldn't eat and like I couldn't sleep and I would like starve myself sometimes. And I lost so much weight because of it. Um, And I think it's cause I dealt with my first breakup too at that time. So I was like, definitely like experiencing like, you know, a feeling I never felt before. But it's kind of like, I don't know, it's just like I've developed so much anxiety when it comes to like wanting to be the better person in a family, right? Like wanting to be that person who sets the standards for our younger siblings and our younger cousins and, you know, nieces and nephews and everybody who comes after us and just setting that standard. But I've developed so many anxieties because it's like I don't want to let my family down. Like I know if I choose not to be in the military anymore. I'm letting somebody in my family down because I have so many people who look up to me like I have my little cousin. Right. He's a Marine. Shout out to my cousin. I love him. That's like one of my favorite cousins. And um, he always is so proud of me. And I'm always like, oh, my God, like he's always it it makes me excited to know that, like, he genuinely looks up to me as his his bigger cousin. But I just be so scared that, like, I don't know, I do something stupid and let him down one day. Or, you know, I just don't meet standards when it comes to, like, what he's expecting out of me, out of his big cousin, you know, to, like, continue to lead him because I'm an officer. He's in the Marines. But I love – I think the Marines are who out to y'all because I think y'all are some strong-ass people. um But it just – I don't know. It makes me excited to know that, like, he's always, always supporting me. Like, he came to my commissioning day. He's, like, my bigger cousin. That's my big cousin right there. It just makes me so happy. But a part of me is just like, bro, I can't let him down. Like, I have to keep pushing for him because I know that, like, he wants me to be a major. I know that he wants me to be a captain. I know that he wants me to be a, a colonel and, a, I don't know, a general one day. And I, I don't know. I just, I just get anxieties when I think about it because, like, fuck, I got to do this for him. Like, I know I can't. It's not about me anymore. And it sucks when you're that person breaking that generational curse because you have all this put on you as a person like you just have so many like i don't know expectations of other what other people expect out of you that's just put on your back and you just have to carry it and the minute you stop carrying it the minute they'll stop caring for you like the i can't express it enough the minute you stop carrying those expectations of what they have for you they stop caring for you they stop expecting it right and i don't it just sucks it really fucking sucks because i don't want i don't want to let anybody in my family down And I know what I want to do in my future. Of course, I want to be a major. Of course, I want to be a captain. Of course, I want to, you know, continue to exceed and continue to break every generational curse I have in my family. But it's just annoying. And what's crazy is I was listening to Sarah Jakes, and she talked about how generational curses are more than just, you know, me being the first to go to college it's me breaking that curse of always having anxiety in, in our family or that curse of depression or that, that curse of negativity that's carried on throughout our family. And I realized that I carried that, that curse of depression and that curse of anxieties. So and I didn't notice it until as I got older and I started to become more content with who I was as a person, you know, like my mental health. And I started to observe and because I'm a psych major, of course I see, st- I st- I studied it for 4 years so I'm kind of I'm fully aware of what it is and you know like the psychology of life and I've seen it I've seen it in my mother I've seen it in my sister I've seen it in myself and I was like wow like I I didn't realize that this was a curse that also needed to be broken too like it's the little things and I encourage everybody to when you get a chance just write down sit down and write now what do you think are some curses that you have in your family how can you be the person to break them I remember listening to Sarah J. Graber's sermon. She talked about multiplication, right? She talked about how what we have and what we are multiplies within our family. So if I'm starting a family, and of course I'm multiplying in people, but I'm also multiplying in my personality. I'm also multiplying in the negative traits that I carry on to my kids. So if it's in me, it'll be in my child. If it's in my child, it'll be in their child, that type of thing. And just breaking that negativity that multiplies. Because although we think it's not, it is. And yes, we multiply, people multiply their smiles, people multiply their eyes, you know, their hair, similar features within the family. But you can also multiply those negative traits that I've seen. Like, so I try to think of positive ways to better myself so that when I am ready to start my own family, it mul- it doesn't multiply. That's not a thing that multiplies. Um, be aware of the things that you are multiplying um, because it carries on. And when I start my own family... I want to start my own traditions right I want to do the cute little things where like you know every year for Christmas we go on a Christmas vacation or something like that and then we come home to Christmas presents or um we all watch a movie and we have matching pajamas or something you know just my own tradition I want that to multiply within my kids because I want them to have that positivity and I want it to carry on for legacies and legacies as I build my family with my husband and you know that type of thing um Another thing, I just wanted to normalize letting go of toxic family members. I can't express this enough. I know that I hear people talk about, you know, I love my family, my family, you know, like they might, ma- I'm going to ride or die for mines, right? And I'm not saying I'm not going to ride or die for mines, but what I'm not going to do is continue to have these toxic as negative as people in my life. I'm just not going to do it. If you are toxic family or not, you got to go because I'm not dealing with it. That I'm not at all like that energy carries on, and you're not going to instill that energy in me, and I'm not going to instill that energy into my children. Like, it's not going to happen. So, we need to normalize letting go these toxic ass family members who are doing nothing for our mental health at all. Like, I'm not going to sit here and bash my family or anything like that because I love my family, my, my mom, and my dad's side. Um, but there is just, neg- I think that's every family where you just have those family members who just get on everybody's nerves, like just negative, maybe just. I don't know, just doing shit. Um, so that's normalize it, okay? If if we feel like it's not good for our mental health, it gotta go, family or not. You gotta go because why? Why you're not gonna drain me, okay? That that shit is real. Um, another thing I don't one another thing I wanted to touch on is that parents tend to not realize the childhood trauma that they instill in their kids. Like I don't think parents realize what the fuck they have done to us in our childhood for us to still have that trauma as 23, 22, 24-year-olds, 25-year-olds, till we fucking 30, till the day we die, okay? Um, That's one thing that I plan on never. It's like I never want to have my child endure the pain that I've endured when I was a child. And I'm not saying like beatings and stuff like that. That that thing, I feel like that's normal, I would say. It it shouldn't be, but it is. If a child acts up, you're going to get your ass. That's That was just how my parents were. I was I was bad okay so when I was bad I got my butt whooped and that's just how it was um I I personally don't feel like I want to beat my child I think that there is other disciplinary ways of disciplining your child other than beating them um you know like I don't know make them do some homework make them write down why they did what they did Like better ways to express their emotions because there is a reason why kids act out right and when we get to that source of why then we can understand then we can properly discipline them if that makes sense. Um, I always I got beaten because I was just bad but I don't think I'm going to beat my child because that is a childhood trauma that I've carried on as an older person now and I didn't realize it until as I started to become more content with who I am and my mental health and Started to really evaluate the childhood things that I've been through, and I realized that that is something that I carried on throughout my life, like yelling, for example. That's another thing that that's a childhood trauma that I've carried on, and it's still instilled in me to this day. Like, if anybody yells at me, if I feel like someone's raising their voice, I automatically start crying, and I don't know why, but it's just a childhood trauma that when I was younger, if someone yelled at me, I cried. So, as I get older. And it's not healthy at all, but when people raise their voice at me or I feel like that they're yelling, I start to cry. And like I said, I just don't, I think when I start to build my family, there's just certain things I'm going to make sure that I'm fully aware of as a person I'm consciously paying attention to because I never want to instill any type of childhood trauma in my child that I experienced as a kid. And I seen a video on, I think it was Instagram or TikTok of, um, a kid was laying down in the bed and then a parent came in screaming through the door and the kid automatically jumped up and started cleaning. And what's weird is so many people can relate to this video because we grew up where like, if we were sitting in our bed, relaxing, our parents are screaming at us. Why are you sitting in your room? Why are you doing? Ask me how I'm doing first. I never understood that. And I don't want to bash anybody or, you know, anything like that. But I grew up in a household where that's how it was for my caretaker we would be literally relaxing, chilling in a bed, like just chilling. And first thing coming house screaming, screaming about what we didn't do, screaming about what they wanted done of us. Can you ask us how our day was in school first? Can you ask me did I eat today? Can you ask me did I do my homework? How was my track meet? Like, did I have a good day? Did I make a new friend? Did I learn something new today? I don't fucking know anything other than screaming in my damn ear about what you want me to do, about cleaning up, about sweeping the floor, about dumping the trash. And, like, I'm not saying that we can't do chores, and that's not something that should be done. But for your first words when you come in the house is, why is this trash not dumped? What do you mean? Ask me how my day was first, then we could talk about what I didn't do, like dump the trash. And I'm not saying chores is not an essential thing, because, yes, chores need to be done. You need to clean. You need to be... You know, you need to be instilling that type of pattern and schedule and clean and cleanliness in your child. But your first words when you come in the house is just screaming, yelling me about what I didn't do. Just it's annoying. And like growing up, I was just like, bro, like and the parents wonder why their kids ready to get out the house. They wonder why their kids ready to move out. Because we tired of being in this house with you. We tired of being in this negative ass energy. While you do a screaming yell at us about not cleaning up. Like I cannot believe that on a Saturday I was scrubbing the fucking house. Instead of being a child. Instead of going out. Instead of sleeping in. I can't even remember a time that I slept in on a weekend or a weekday. Without having to get up and do something. Why is it that parents want you to move around twenty four seven? You get to sit and relax. Why the fuck can't I? Just because I'm a child does not mean I cannot relax. Like I, I just I can't wrap my head around it. And like I, like I said, that's something that multiplied. Honestly, I feel like that multiplied within my caretaker and within their family. That that was instilled into them, and that is a generational curse that I for sure and know know that I am breaking because I am not screaming at my child to clean my house up if it is completely dirty yes chores are essential i'm not saying that you cannot do chores every saturday or every friday or something like that cleaning the house can be done dumping the trash every day should be done making sure that your room is clean every single day i'm not saying you have to scrub it but making sure that is kept well organized and cleaned that is okay but to scream and yell at your child, I just cannot wrap my head around it. And I, I really hate that parents, I hate that so many people have experienced that, number one. And I hate that that is something that is normalized in today's society. Like, I, I just, it's, I, it's something I, I just cannot get jiggy with. We need to normalize letting kids be kids, honestly. Because I feel like a lot of my childhood was based around me fucking cleaning, all the fucking time I'm not saying I didn't have a great childhood and like there was plenty of things that I did get to do but to be screamed and yelled at for not cleaning up certain things when like I know I cleaned that yesterday so I know for a fact it's not dirty so for you to be screaming and yelling at me for not cleaning it today is like why when I just cleaned it yesterday and it's it's not like we dirty people and it's just magically dirty you know like I don't I don't know um Anyways, that, that really is it for my discussion today. Honestly, I just hope everyone takes away something positive from this podcast today. Um, like I said, if you're that person that's breaking a generational cursing family, keep pushing, honestly. you It's a struggle, honestly, but just find healthier ways to better express how you feel towards the manner. Um, be conscious about what you multiply throughout your families as you start making families. Um, and just continue to be you. Um, I'm out, honestly, y'all. I'm exhausted, like, I'm wheezing. I really can't breathe that well. My asthma has been flared up for the last two days now, so I'm out of here. Um, I thank y'all for tuning in, honestly. I think I want to end season one at 10 episodes, but I also kind of want to end it at 12. Um, I also think I want season two to be about me. And when I say me, I mean like I want each episode to be leading up to the next chapter that happened in my life. So starting from when I was younger to now. And I want to put it in a span of however many episodes that it'll be. So season two will be however many episodes until I get to where I am now. So season two will be basically a span of episodes just leading up to where I am now as a person. And I just want to give y'all intake of who I am because I really really want to tell my story right and I've talked to people and some people are like "Mm, you want everybody to know what you've been through I'm just like I don't care because I think that it'll be inspirational to someone and I think honestly it'll reach just one person and I don't care if it's just one person but I want someone to hear my story and I want someone to be able to know that it is possible no matter the circumstances. So I'll get more into that with that next. As we get closer to the end of this season, we are on eight, y'all. I hope y'all proud of me. I've been very consistent, and I hope that you guys are enjoying the podcast, honestly. Please, 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 like I say every episode, leave a review, like, and subscribe. Make sure to stay up with the podcast on Instagram. Um, and I'm out. I thank y'all for tuning in. It's your girl, My Asia. This is the Me on My Podcast. Peace. Thank you